Hello and welcome to the inner apocalypse. Apocalypse in ancient Greek means a disclosure or revelation of great knowledge. In a churning world, two sisters with extremely different opinions and very similar values unite to discuss wildness, fear, and transformation, finding love as a grounding force in a tumultuous time. Humanity stands at a great precipice of awakening, and we believe the journey is inward to become the change. We talk about astrology, nature, and this wild ride on earth, bringing the both and to life. We unite where the sun and the moon collide. Welcome. Hello. Coming to you on this, I was going to say Wednesday, but it's Thursday. Oh, who is having trouble with their inner critic? Maybe it's an outer critic. (laughs) Uh, So the astrology right now is we got a lot of things to think about. A lot of things to think about. Happy Thursday. (laughs) Thank you for confirming that it's Thursday. There is a lot going on in the sky. And I'm sitting here on this beautiful Thursday that 15 years ago I got married. And I'm looking at the astrology. I feel like I just time traveled because I was looking at the astrology from that day. And there is so much I want to talk about astrologically that I think maybe can help someone uh, if you're struggling with that inner critic or just allowed, you know, or even just like really caught in the details. I feel like there is a big piece of Mercury, which is currently at the very last degrees of Virgo about to go into Libra and we're a few, yeah, a couple of weeks away from Mercury going retrograde. And when it does this, we're already in what they call the retrograde shadow. So where Mercury will come back to, it'll travel over this area again. And so I've been thinking a lot about mistakes. I've been thinking a lot about how we discern um, what's important. (laughs) I've been thinking a lot, obviously, about love and um, my relationship because it is our anniversary today. And there is also a really neat thing in the sky that the the moon and Venus are going to come together today. And this happens pretty much every single month. Um, There is a lot of really cool astrology around the Venus cycle. And what this conjunction, what Venus and the moon coming together in Leo means is that Venus is going to soon be starting the descent into an evening star. It's another part of the Venus cycle. But every time the moon and Venus come together, we can call this uh, a gate or, you know, uh, it's a conjunction. So 
they're coming together and blessing, kissing each other. And it's very interesting because I was, um, when I got married 15 years ago, uh, Venus had a very prominent place in my wedding chart. So, and I, you know, I've looked at my wedding chart a bunch of times before, um, but it's interesting that this morning I found our invitations from when we got married and our wedding time was actually later than what I had remembered, two hours. So it actually changed the rising sign. It was really interesting to go back through. And like I said, I feel like I time traveled back in time to look at what the expression was. And Venus was right on my husband's north node. And I'm going to cry thinking about that. Um, that the planet of love and beauty was blessing his true north, his dharma in this lifetime. And the north node isn't what is always easy. The north node is something we have to choose. It also might be something that's very, um, that feels insatiable, like we need more of it. And it's funny because I have a Leo moon. And so there is this big interplay. Like when we look at each other's charts together, we can just gain such clarity, such love, such understanding. And and I also (laughs) suggest sometimes not to look at things, right? Because it can, like if you ever get, if you're ever looking at your own astrology and feeling scared about it, please reach out to me and Tamara because... Um, you know, it it can easily go into that place. And so coming back to what, what I wanted to talk about for this live Mercury, um, that loud inner critic is going to get a little bit louder in relationship this week. So Mercury being at the last degrees of Virgo, it's about to move into Libra, which is the sign of the other Libra also very much is the way, you know, we relate. Venus is the ruler of Libra. So again, contemplating Venus, Venus is how we attract or magnetize others to us. It's how we love. Um, There's lots of different parts of Venus that really have to do with what we value and, and our relationships. So as I'm sitting here, and I've done a lot of codependency work in the last year, Uh, I've done a lot of of work in my 18 years of being with my husband, which is, it's really cool because we met under the North Node in Taurus and the South Node Node in Scorpio, which is very prominent for our charts. So we're hitting an 18-year cycle this year, 15 years married, that it is really bringing into form like what do we want in our relationship what is important and had i gone into the inner critic fear-mongering type of astrology i could have thought we're going to get divorced we're going to really struggle all of these things right so as i am sitting down trying to find you know that um highlight real type of quote for me to put with me and my husband's picture happy 15 years I this is a fabulous 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 book it's called hold me tight seven conversations for a lifetime of love and when I open the page just to this is my type of spiritual devotion 
my type of um, divination, I open the book to a specific page and it says revisiting a rocky moment. It's fixing mistakes that matter, even just the willingness to try again. And mistakes happen. And it's so funny that yesterday, um, Uranus stationing retrograde, this is happening in my husband's seventh house of committed partnership. He phoned me and was like, I'm so sorry for ever getting mad at you for making a mistake. And I was like, okay, <laughs> um, I love you. And like trying to understand where he was going and he had just made a mistake and, and um, Uranus going retrograde in that seventh house, there was this like reviewing, right? Of all of the ways in which probably our relationship has transformed, but then also, you know, kind of the, the stability of it, the love of it, and all of these pieces. And so astrology this morning is empowering me. Number one, like I said, knowing that Venus was on my husband's north node when we got married, it, it, it's, that's a, a, that is something I couldn't even plan for or expect. And when seeing that, I just have this renewed faith of, of what we are in it together, right? And then also having, you know, this really um, astrological big thing that's happening, Uranus stationing retrograde, which we don't, you know, you're not, you're going to feel that at the stationing retrograde and the stationing direct. You're probably not going to feel it greatly like it's not going to be big events throughout the retrograde right all of the outer planets go retrograde um once a year for quite a bit of the year and so it's more in and around when those stations happen and I've been I'm a Taurus rising I've been feeling great electricity in my body so you know maybe that's some of the explanation for that but to have my husband you know be like I'm reviewing like on the day that it happened it, it just was very synchronistic and uh just so cool you know really really cool so that quote it's fixing mistakes that matters even just the willingness to try again. And that literally has summed up what my marriage has been about. Um, he is the greatest partner that has always been willing to try, always been willing to look at the mistakes, always been willing to um, think about fixing them and making them better. And, and astrology for me allows us to harness that potential. And so it's really cool. Now, getting back into Mercury, being at 29 degrees Virgo right now, I don't know if you're feeling very Virgoian, <laughs> lots of details, lots of organizing, lots of wanting to clear and clean um, our physical spaces, our bodies. But Virgo is a or Virgo is that sign of the feminine goddess, you know, the energy of of wanting to take all of the details and make them perfect, make them good, make them efficient. Uh, and it's about to Mercury is about to move into Libra. And so this is the sign of the other. And like I said, today also we have the moon and Venus meeting up in Leo. So there's going to be a focus and a shift towards 
relationships. Um, now, Mercury in your chart matters. And knowing that we are moving towards a retrograde that will happen September 9th, and it'll actually come back into Virgo, this shift from Virgo to Libra, this day, like listening for synchronistic uh, messages from Mercury. How can we empower ourselves? How can we work with Mercury? How can we, you know, um, I always create a Mercury altar every single Mercury retrograde. And I'll just show you right now. This is one of my paintings that I've done. Um, so that's my Mercury. I normally will pull it down, create an altar for working with Mercury. And knowing I'm a Taurus rising, this is going to be, so if you're on the live, put what rising sign you are, if you know, or even sun sign, that kind of can help us too. But knowing what rising sign we are, we can take a look at where Mercury will be going retrograde and what parts or what areas of our life might be coming into focus. And I'm not, for some reason, this is not allowing me to see comments. So, um... Mercury shifting into Libra and again remembering that it's going to go retrograde in Libra and come back into Virgo it brings two parts or two domains of our life into this chart so being I'm gonna rip through this really quickly and if you're you're listening and this resonates or you have a question just pop it in there so the shadow is currently here. It's going to go back through um, this part of Virgo. And the shadow will last until October 16th, which is, you know, when we think about today's only August 25th, that's a, a long time away. Uh, Capricorn rising. Hi, Carrie. Uh, so, and on September 9th, Mercury will be at eight degrees, almost nine degrees of Libra. It'll station retrograde and it'll come back to 24 degrees of Virgo. So if you have anything in between there, it's going to be, you know, the Mercury will be hitting that twice, three times, technically. Um, so... Thinking about this, this is by your rising sign, what area this Mercury retrograde will affect for you. If you're an Aries rising, this is the seventh and the sixth house, committed partnership, day-to-day life. If you're a Taurus rising, this is your sixth house and your fifth house. This one, <laughs> I keep thinking like daily sex is something that I should be doing because the fifth house is pleasure and creativity and the sixth house is your day-to-day living if you're a gemini rising this is the fifth house and the fourth house fifth house sex pleasure children fourth house home and family if you're a cancer rising this is the fourth house and the third house this looks like maybe communicating something in your home and family or having maybe a new um structure around that communication if you are a Leo rising, this is the third house and the second house. So that really looks like communication and how maybe you make money from that. The second house is all about our resources, are the you know the physical, tangible things. Um, there also feels like there's something around siblings here for the Leo rising. 
Virgo risings, this is the second house and the first house. You know, first house is all about self. Right now is Virgo risings, New Year time, right? The sun is in Virgo. So money, 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 and really yourself. And how are you changing? How is your mind changing? How is your personality changing? Libra risings, uh, this is the first house and the 12th house. So as a Libra rising, um, this is a monumental time because it's 12th house season right before your new year, right before the sun comes and blesses your first physical house. So as a Libra rising, there could be a lot of um, connection to the divine, connection to spirit, but also like, how am I embodying that? Scorpio risings, this is the 12th house and the 11th house. I really love this for the Scorpio risings. This feels like, um, you know, starting a meditation practice right now would be huge. How do I connect to, how do I connect to whatever I call God, spirit, uh, nature, and then bringing that into who I'm in community with? So how do I, um, yeah, what is my connection to my mind when it's quiet, when I'm alone, and how do I bring that into my communities? If you are a Sagittarius rising, this Mercury retrograde will be happening in your 11th and 10th house, community and career, public image. This I, I feel like for Sagittarius risings, this will be a great time of... Um, reviewing those groups that you're a part of and how they lift you up. Capricorn Risings. And I know we have, I think Carrie's on here. This is the 10th house and the 9th house. So thinking about career and public image, how you are seen by the world and how, how does that bring me meaning? Uh, this would be a great time to bring in a new wisdom tradition uh, like a way in which you find devotion and meaning. Uh, I just have been for the last, I guess it's almost six months, doing bhakti yoga. So chanting every morning that um, devotion, how, and, and you know, really for Capricorn Risings, thinking about your long-term plans and how that contributes to like who you are. Hi, Aaliyah. I'll maybe go back and talk about Cancer Rising after I finish this list because I see a couple of Cancer Risings on here. Um, Capricorn, I did Capricorn. And I'm also, I'm going to be posting um, horoscopes, but I love for the Capricorn Risings, I pulled the Sacred Cow uh, as the card for the month. And the sacred cow is about the miracles are endless. And I feel like there is like miracles waiting in the wing for people with a lot of Capricorn energy. Aquarius risings, it is the ninth house and the eighth house. So long-term plans, travel, and, and um, how we entangle with others, how we are intimate with others, really reviewing for the Aquarius risings what brings me comfort and how do I merge my resources, my energy with other people? Pisces, risings, this is the eighth house and the seventh house. So again, intimacy and that one-on-one -on -one relationship, really reviewing how do I come to these relationships when my mind isn't pure 
and good and I hate using the word good but like clean when I'm not giving cleanly how does that affect my relationships I pulled the badger <laughs> for Pisces risings uh be fearless and bold but I think there is so much about this astrology so also thinking Mars is in Gemini right that means that that Mars is ruled by Mercury and Mercury is going to go retrograde in Libra and Virgo. So what does this mean? There is going to be a lot of words said, a lot of, you know, connecting to the mind, staying busy, maybe in the mind. Um, also knowing like Mercury into Libra, Libra is about the other. There could feel like this real deep piece of like, I don't want to say this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, the Mercury cycle really when it goes retrograde, there's just this deep piece of like what isn't working is going to show itself, right? We get really frustrated and, and I'll read that. Um, I'll read that quote again because it is so, so, so incredibly true. And now I'm not going to be able to find it. I was talking at the beginning of this live about our relationships because Venus and the moon are coming together today in the sign of Leo and also Mercury going into Libra, the sign of the other. Um, in our relationships, how do we show up? What is important? Where can we stop telling ourselves stories that are long gone in history. I, and I got into, it's so funny, when um, yesterday Uranus stationing retrograde, which is in my first house, I like became obsessive about this situation. And I was like, what is going on here? And the moment I was able to like step back and be like, this is an old program. This is an old story. I just need to drop it. <laughs> Mind blown. Are we mind blown, Pterodon? Um, so the, the quote that I said at the beginning of this is, it's fixing mistakes that matters, even just the willingness to try again. And that literally, like I said, today is my 15th wedding anniversary. That literally has been what, what is the one uh, North Node, North Star in my relationship with my husband. He is always willing to try again, and and so am I. And so there is this deep piece of like, oh, and so I also discovered that my time that I had for astrology for our wedding was two hours off. And so looking at our wedding chart, I'm like, like, you can't make this stuff up. Venus in the sky was on my husband's north node, which I cry thinking about it. Um us literally getting married, this partnership, this relationship um, pulls him towards his dharma in this lifetime. And seeing that, knowing that is just like such validation and knowing that the hard times are hard. But if you can look at that fixing instead of in a critical way, but a loving way, when we bring it back to love, I mean, it's all love. It's all about moving from not love into love. So I did say maybe the Cancer Risings are still here. Um, this Mercury retrograde will be happening in your fourth house. 
and your third house. So thinking about home and family, communication, siblings comes up for me, your day-to-day rituals and routines. Ah, yeah. Today's a teary day. And it's so funny because lots of people when the moon is in cancer are more emotional. But I have found because I have my son in cancer, I never like I have a tough time crying when uh, the moon is in cancer. But when the moon is in Leo where my natal moon is, it's like (laughs) all about the crying. Okay, any questions about the astrology, how you're feeling? Um, yeah, it it's wild times. This week is shifting and ebbing and flowing, and there's just so much. And um, and it's and it's just so like this is why astrology can be our best friend and can be a blessing curse. And if you are ever moving into that space of like this feels bad or I'm scared send us a message because that is astrology is here to empower us. It is not here to, um, and I've, I've been in those moments of like, oh my goodness, someone's going to die. Someone's going to, and when we're too close to something also, (laughs) that is a big part of it. The ethics of astrology really like even looking at your kids charts aren't the, it, it, it isn't the, it's not a way I want to live anyways, looking at something all of the time. My husband said to me, my daughter was having a big fit and I looked at her astrology just to kind of confirm some things for me. And he was like, why don't you do that so that you can, you know, prevent this from happening? And I was like, no, I, I don't really see astrology in that way. I mean, I, I feel like you can predict a lot of things, but it's more there to validate afterwards. And I don't want to ever rob her of her experience and what she is experiencing, um, the life that she is living. Mm, and I love that. Just playing a card right now for today. Fox, Fox spirit, think on your feet. We have a, we have a family of foxes that are at the end of our lane um, in a culvert. And the other day, my dog like rustled a few of them up from a row of trees and was kind of chasing them. And it's always so funny because she's, you know, no matter what, um, dogs are definitely just not as fast as wildlife. And at least she's not for sure. And it was really interesting to see um, the way in which wild animals are. And thinking about that through the lens of astrology, I think like, you know, the word survival comes to me. Um, Survival is an energy that is just ingrained in this year because the North Node is in Taurus and the South Node is in Scorpio. Um, But when we when we get back to nature, when we touch in with nature, when we and, and astrology is that for me, right? Because we're looking at where things are in the sky. There's no greater nature than the night sky to really um, to connect in. And we all just need a little bit more of that. And I was also thinking to, to t- just two years ago, um, actually even last year, Last year, there was still so many unknowns with the pandemic and what is everything going to look like? And so even just one short year ago and how being able to touch in with the sky really can bring us some solace. Um, 
I'm just hearing my daughter yell at me, so I might have to get off very quickly here. <clears throat> this fox spirit talks about the protection message is, are you camouflaging yourself to avoid intimacy? And oh, this hits hard with the moon and Venus coming together in Leo. Perhaps you're being too clever for your own good and playing games to protect yourself. Being dishonest with yourself or others can become isolating and cr create obstacles to true connection. Fox spirit calls you to be attuned to what is happening within you and around you so that your quick thinking and creativity can lead you to better relationships and situations. You are called to use Fox spirit beneficially rather than in ways that keep you from experiencing what you want. Or perhaps you're realizing that a situation is trickier than it appears on the surface and you're afraid to make a move in case it turns out to be a mistake. Coming back, coming back to that quote about mistakes or um, fixing. Fox Spirit is here to remind you that when you are in alignment with Great Spirit, the answers and solutions can come quickly and you can trust them. Don't overthink a situation in order to avoid the challenge of facing a difficult truth. Fox's spirit, creative nature will be, will always be there to guide you and help you move more quickly into better circumstances. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, comment, share, or leave us a review. It goes such a long way for us to get our name and this podcast out there. We are always open for needle chart readings. You can find us at wildskysisters.ca or on Instagram or Facebook as Wild Sky Sisters. We so look forward to connecting with you. Thank you for listening to our show. If you're here and feeling like so many others that there's no way out but through, we just want you to know that we love you. You are not alone. If you want to learn more about us, visit us online at wildskysisters.ca and please reach out with any comments or questions. We love you.